Hello, and welcome to Intuitive Insights, where I share messages that came from readings that were specific to a specific person, but I share the universal message here so that you can use it specifically for you. I'm your host, Megan McDonough, and here's this week's message. Sometimes the simplest things hit us in the most powerful ways. This simple image is very moving to me. An eye with the earth and diamonds inside the pupil. The sketch was for someone who had a very strong and natural connection to their spiritual self. The image served as a reminder of that connection. What it evokes in me, the universal message, is what wants to come forward this week and is a peek into my personal spiritual journey. The message, don't hide. I was a weird kid, spiritually curious, not religious, just curious. I was passionate about understanding who and what God really is. Why am I here? Why are any of us here? Where do we come from? This mostly came off as a challenge to religious authority, but my true intent was curiosity, not rebellion, though that may not be what it seemed like on the outside. I was also very curious about energy and the science of mysticism. Not gonna lie, I love Star Wars. Not like a super fan, but I did like the movies. After seeing The Empire Strikes Back, I was convinced I had the force within me. Kept trying to move things with my mind. No, I could not do it. But there is still a believer in me that someday... (laughs) I'm a dreamer. Both aspirational and literal. I love my dreams. They were my first portal into spiritual connection. In my life, I've had very specific dreams play out almost to the T in real life. Though this was scary and freaky at first, it also served as confirmation of a connection beyond the physical and kept my curiosity piqued. I've always pursued some sort of spiritual or mystical connection, some form of an illuminated string that kept begging me to unravel it and follow it. It showed up in my life in many different ways. In my 20s, it morphed into my alter ego, Psychic Megan. Psychic Megan came out after a few glasses of red wine. I used to say that she was either 100% right or 100% wrong. I said that mostly to protect myself, but the times that she was wrong, I was later told in private I was right, but that the person couldn't confirm it publicly. I really had no technique for Psychic Megan. I only read people who I felt called to. Loud souls. Or those who I could hear calling out to me to deliver them a message. Psychic Megan was a fun, funny way I could play with my spirituality, my psychic connection, but also hide behind it at the same time. She was a joke. A party favor. She was fun. Until one day... Someone begged me into a reading I didn't feel the need to give. I still remember the image that came forward for them. I mean, I can barely remember what I ate for breakfast, but the image from this reading I remember. 
It involved a funeral and a going home of sorts. There was a lot of loss and sadness atop a mountain in green fields. I didn't get a whole bunch of specifics, but I did share what I saw. The look of horror, pain, and anger directed at me, I will never forget. I kept apologizing, saying I was full of it. I was so hoping I was wrong. But I felt it. I felt so gutted. Fun party trick Psychic Megan had let me down. Worse, hurt someone. I retired Psychic Megan. I shifted my focus more towards yoga and my spiritual studies. I became a yoga teacher, dug deep into spiritual philosophy. As I evolved into my 30s, I found myself on a religious spiritual quest. I just moved to L.A., and was looking for some sort of spiritual home. That sounds ironic when I say it out loud, but I gave myself a mission (laughs) to explore spiritual places all over LA to try and find a spot that resonated with me, some kind of home community. I started with this Buddhist ashram in Mid-City. I'd been going to a Zen Buddhist temple in Chicago before I moved, and I loved it and was hoping to find something similar. I mean, at first, it was great. We meditated, we chanted, spiritual talks, but, you know, less structure than I was used to, which I liked. But then there was a break where everyone went outside and smoked, bitched, and then came back in to talk. My mind was so distracted by the smell of smoke and negative energy and the bitching that I left and I never went back. The next place I explored was yogic-esque in nature. The mission was to connect all main Christian religions and Krishna and Buddha. Kind of a universal church. There was a beautiful garden there too, which appealed to me. As I pulled up into the parking lot for the Sunday service, there were what looked like a bunch of Christian men in bad suits directing traffic. It felt almost culty. But I loved the idea of unity and was still excited to try it. As the packed church began service, I heard the word Jesus like a million times with some Krishnas peppered in. No Buddha, no Muhammad, no anybody else. It felt like a Catholic mass where you sing songs about Jesus and Krishna And everyone is staring at everyone else to see how evolved they look in meditation, as well as how much money they gave during the taking up of alms. It was odd. But I liked the garden, so I went a few more times before finally calling it quits. I wanted more spirituality, less religion, more unity, less dogma. I then found Kabbalah. Kabbalah offered a new perspective, practical, applicable advice and life lessons, I loved it. But after being strongly, and that is a massive understatement, persuaded to buy a ridiculously large and heavy series of books for more than my rent cost when I was already broke, I realized something. I don't speak Hebrew, and I'm not famous or Jewish, so next. Rock and roll concert churches, Catholic churches, hippie Unitarian churches, everywhere. 
and after not finding what I was looking for, I came to a conclusion. I concluded what I kind of already knew all along. Nature is my church. So touching base with the mountains, the ocean, the woods, those were my spiritual home. The places I could get quiet and listen to my higher self, to the universal energy in nature, what I believe we all call by the name God. The only thing missing was community and accountability. I continued my yoga practices, and as I aged, my intuition began to get stronger and more clear. I invited Psychic Megan back into my life with some ground rules. Although, she loved her wine, so that was, you know, a non-negotiable. Dating. As I got older, trying to find the one proved difficult with my keen, energetic, and psychic affinities. My dreams would give me premonitions of how any potential relationship would go and usually unfold to the T. This was fun and horrible, especially if I liked someone. So sometimes I listened to the messages and sometimes I didn't. But the messages were always on par. Lots of golf references today. I still remember the dream that I had when I met my husband, which over time now feels pretty accurate. I secretly loved this side of me, but was careful not to take it too seriously in public. And especially if I was serious about wanting to be accepted, get married, have a real life. I needed to calm it down, drown it out, or just bury it. At least that's what I thought I should do or needed to do. So I did, to be normal. A decade or so later of burying my connection to my intuition and spirituality, I began not liking what I saw in the mirror. I had gained weight. I felt like a hypocrite because I, not psychic Megan, loved my wine. I was no longer consistent with my practice. It was hard to justify being a yoga teacher when I felt so weighed down by my hiding. I was ashamed of who I was turning into. Life had changed. I didn't know how to incorporate mothering myself and mothering my children at the same time. My kids are amazing. And the best gift ever in my life. But I was losing touch with me. What I actually liked about myself. My intuitive superpowers, my force, my connections. I buried myself so deep I wasn't sure how I was going to get back. If there was actually a way back. First attempt was skin care and a positive, motivating community. I learned a lot about growth the power of community and accountability and drive in a community. I began to shift the soil under my feet, but it wasn't truly satisfying my soul, my spiritual self. Then the pandemic, where the world stopped and offered everyone and everything on this earth a chance to redefine their connections, their way of showing up, being, 
and seeing each other and themselves, at least in my perspective. I mean, this wasn't apparent to me at first. At first, I continued the burying, the hiding, the pretending, the self-sabotaging. Then I found out an old friend was running an intuitive workshop to gain tools to access your intuition and basically cultivate a technique. I immediately felt my soul perk up and scream, you are going to do this. The course was already halfway over, but I promised her I'd catch up and begged to join the class. Luckily, my friend said yes, and I did. From the first meditation, I felt home. I got a taste of myself again. My self-love and empowerment grew. I stopped drinking. I realized I don't need extra help feeling shame. Through Earth Magic Academy's courses, I found a technique to connect to Psychic Megan, whose name I've retired, and I realized how empowering spiritual connection can be. It is a precious jewel. I started following the illuminated string. It led me to readings, drawings of images I received, sharing the universal messages in writing and here. It's as if that class gave me the right prescription to see the light and the string to follow it. I felt like myself again. I am friggin' weird, and I friggin' love it. (laughs) Not everybody understands me, and that's okay. I've spent enough time being everything everyone else but me needed. The joy I get from helping others and directly connecting with spirit and intuition is like American Express. Priceless. So what the heck does this have to do with the image or this week's message? Fair. Good question. I think the reason I get so moved when I see this image is because I see my growth. The pain I felt when I didn't allow the truth of me to boldly shine through. The gentle, precious, quiet, intuitive self embraced and loved for what and who she truly is. I feel peace. I feel pain. I feel excitement and joy. And mostly, I feel passionate about this message. Don't hide. Who are you? What brings you joy? Where do you geek out? Just like vulnerability is our superpower, our truth is our torch. Our illuminated string guiding us on our path through this life. Sometimes we have to unpack a lot of layers to see it, feel it, or hear it. What is your truth? How can you live it more fully? Life is short. Illuminate your path with your superpower. 
Be you. Be free. Don't hide. All right. That's this week's message. This week, I am offering an action step instead of a meditation. The action step this week is to make a list of all the things you love and love doing and love about yourself. And every day during the week, connect with that list. Do something you love. Be something you love. Feel something you love. Create your joy. Listen for your truth. To read along with this blog, blogcast, as I lovingly like to call it, you can email me and magnetize your light at gmail.com for a reading of your own. If you'd like to dig deeper into your aura layers, your spirit guides, your past lives, and have an accompanying workbook that matches that with your own specific image. You can email me at magnetizeyourlight at gmail.com or find me at magnetizeyourlight.com underneath intuition for an intuitive reading. Lastly, I have something very exciting. So a little over a year ago, I put together, based on these images that came through with the readings that speak to me and why I started doing this, I put together a work, coloring workbook and journal takes you on a journey. It's for anyone, but it really does cater specifically to women. And the workshop that I am starting on April 30th is virtual, and it accompanies this workbook. It helps you get more out of the workbook where the two things that were missing in the workbook, according to me, was accountability and community. And those are the two things we explore more in depth in this workshop. With the workshop, you do get the workbook. You will get weekly meditations in addition to the workbook. You will get weekly breathing practices. The body is to the breath as the breath is to the mind. We also have weekly action steps. This was a little taste of one today in the recording. But these are ways to keep us accountable. And then we come back to share. So these are all tools that I'm going to be offering. It's at a very low cost and it's very impactful and applicable to any situation in life. Needing to fill up your cup, figure out and carve a path forward if you feel stuck, or just realign, realign with your truth, rediscover your truth, your connection to self and your love of yourself through that connection. I'm very excited about this. And if you have any questions, please email me. Again, magnetizeyourlight at gmail.com. Or you can find information on my website, magnetizeyourlight.com, and it should be underneath the empowerment tab. Okay, have a wonderful, wonderful week. This was a little vulnerable for me today, this reading and... It also makes me really happy to share this and to say, man, get your freak on. Get your freak out. Don't hide it. It's what makes you you. It's your light on your path forward. Big buckets of love. <laughs>
See you next week.